you know, you're spending an enormous amount of money um, on your wedding and for your flowers, and you should you should preserve them. You should take you know your bouquet or a few of the blooms from your centerpieces and preserve them so that you have them forever. Welcome to the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Schmidt, editor of Greater Orlando's top wedding publication, Orange Blossom Bride. I'm sure when you said yes, you had no idea you were jumping on this roller coaster that is wedding planning. The goal of this podcast is to help make the wedding planning process less stressful and a lot more fun. We'll provide you with great tips and ideas, along with expert advice from some of the area's top wedding pros. So let's get started planning your Central Florida wedding. Flowers and weddings go hand in hand. It's one of the few times in life that you will be purchasing a large quantity of flowers, which will bring the whole wedding design together. Unfortunately, flowers are perishable, and that means that you'll only be able to enjoy them for a short time after your wedding, right? Well, not quite. A new trend that we're seeing are brides preserving their wedding bouquets through resin. In this episode, we'll be talking with Anne Niefsch, of Mindful Tree Art about the process of preserving your wedding flowers. Anne is an avid nature lover, and in 2020, she started a home garden that would be the beginnings of her new business. So she wanted to preserve the beautiful blooms that she helped nurture, but she quickly found that she was helping brides preserve their wedding bouquets. So welcome, Anne. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being with us today. And I'm excited to talk to you because this is kind of a new trend that we're seeing, um, a trend that I think is definitely here to stay because it is really cool to have a unique keepsake uh, from your wedding. And I always like to say that, you know, after the wedding's done, because it does go by so fast, you'll have your pictures and your video. That's why I'm such a big advocate of video. But now we can add to the list flowers as well, right? Absolutely. So let's start with why brides, and we're going to, I'll probably say brides a lot in this podcast, but it could be anybody. You could, you preserve corsages and all kinds of stuff. So it could be grooms as well. But why do you tell couples, let's say that they should preserve their wedding flowers? Well, you know, I love flowers. I love nature and I wish I had preserved my bouquet for my wedding day and, you know, you're spending an enormous amount of money um, on your wedding and for your flowers, and you should you should preserve them. You should take, you know, a, your bouquet or a few of the blooms from your centerpieces and preserve them so that you have them forever. Because you know, these are the flowers that were with you on your wedding day. You know, they were with you when you said your vows. They, I, I get a little hippie talking every now and then, but I, I feel like you know, they they absorb your energy your happiness, your tears, your joy, and it stays in those flowers. And that's why it's so important. And, you know, why I love my job is I get to preserve them and keep them alive forever. And I will say they're not alive. They're actually dried. But, you know, keep them in the state where you can see their beauty every day for for a lifetime. And you can pass them on to your children. Um, the children can pass on to their children. It's it's a generational keepsake. And I love that. I'm a big fan of things to pass on. My family were really big on traditions and all that kind of stuff. So it's a really nice keepsake. And we've seen in the past, maybe things like shadow boxes, but this is definitely a, 
a better way to do that. Yes. And, you know, I, I'll say my, my mother, when she started learning about this and what I was doing, she said, you know, in the seventies, she would dry flowers with silica gel and, and she would do that all the time. And, you know, you might be familiar with the traditional preservation, which is um, really preserving the blooms, putting them more of a dome or a shadow box. Um, you know, I know there's a few places out there that still do that, but this is called modern bouquet preservation where we use epoxy resin to essentially cast or encase the flowers into a large eight by eight, nine by nine, 10 by 10 type of block and mold. And so these are all really good points. The point of preserving, you know, all those emotions. It's not just the physical item. It's the motion that came with that item. So really great point. Let's move to the process because I will say that I was quite surprised with the process when I went on your website. I did not know it was that extensive. So Anne has, I know Anne has a beautiful new website to check out. And not only is it beautiful, it is extremely helpful because I don't think couples really understand from the point of you getting the flowers, all that goes into it. It's not a quick turnaround per se, because there's a lot of steps that go into it. And when I say it's a process, I don't necessarily mean for the couples to get it to you because once it's in your hands and it's in your hands and you do your magic, but let's talk about that whole process and how that works. Yep. So, um, once I received a bouquet, I will inspect it, um, pretty much take, take off all the damaged petals. If there are any, uh, I get a lot of drop-offs. In fact, just before we started, I had someone dropping off their bouquet. I get a lot of um, shipments. So people from California, Washington State, Texas ship me their bouquets the day after their wedding. And I have to go through and inspect each one. Um, if it's an all-white bouquet, sometimes those uh, white blooms have a bit of browning. I have to trim the brown pieces away. And then I disassemble it. I cut each bloom off from the stem and I place it into a layer of silica gel, which is a drying agent, and I dry them. And pretty much for one to two days a week, all day long, I'm drying flowers because of the amount of bouquets I'm getting. And then after that, they sit and they dry for a couple months. But once they're done drying, I remove them from the silica gel. And then we move to the next stage, which is the design stage. And that's where if you were to go onto my website, mindfultreeart.com, you would see that there's many different designs and layout options we can use to, um, to design the bouquet. Uh, I also, of course, upload all the pictures from all my previous preservations on my Instagram. And then I work with the couple, with the bride, with whoever wants to preserve their flowers on what their vision is. And once we approve the design and work together on that, then it goes into the next stage, which is the resin pour process or casting process. And that's where I'll redesign the layout and the, the mold of their choice and um, we'll pour pretty much half inch um, layers of resin over the course of a couple weeks, um, which will then encase all the flowers. And then once that's done, it has to sit and cure and it has to harden and, um, that takes typically, I like to let it harden for about seven days. And then once that's complete, uh, we go through a finishing stage where I inspect everything. I make sure that there's no rough edges. I make sure everything's polished and I package it all up. And then I send a final email that says, hey, it's ready to ship. And then we ship it. And then you receive your preservation collection. So lots of different uh, parts of the process, very involved and I work alone, so I own and operate my business. I don't have anyone that helps me, and I 
people sometimes look at me like I'm crazy because I work a lot of hours, but I prefer, I, I am that person that I like to, to, um, be responsible for every piece of the process. And so that's why it does take so long, but I love doing it. I love being the one that emails you. I love being the one that designs with you. I love, you know, um, creating it in the resin pour process. I love shipping. So I, I love doing every part of that process. Now with, cause that's a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we just went through. So with that, let's jump back to the beginning. When they go to ship you their bouquet, how does that process work as far as, you know, it's, it's flowers, it's perishable. So it's only going to last so long. So how soon do you tell brides or couples to ship out? Yeah. And I think this is the, the most, one of the most stressful parts of the process that at least I've encountered with brides and couples. So number one, um, there are a lot of couples that pre-book ahead of time and we'll probably go go into that timeline discussion, but I also get a lot of couples that do not book. And so they're calling me the day or two after their wedding and they're wanting to preserve their flowers and the flowers are only good for a few days after the wedding. You know, they don't last a long time, especially because the flowers are not in water. You know, they're, they're, you're holding them on your wedding day for 12 to 14 hours without them being hydrated. So they're already kind of going through um, some stress of that day. So it's imperative to pre-book preservation when you know your wedding date, book your preservation date at that time. And then I send very, very detailed either drop-off or shipping instructions so that um, if you're out of state, you know exactly how to wrap and ship your bouquet. I give you my preferred carrier that you should ship with. Right now, I just got about four boxes from UPS. They love me. Uh, They're here every week. And... (laughs) Or if you're in central Florida, um, I have a lot of people that come in and drop off um, the day after their wedding. And that's when I prefer to receive them. That's when they're the freshest. And that's when they preserve the best is if you get married on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, get the flowers to me the following Monday or Tuesday. And that's what works best. And as far as for that goes and the shipping and all that, and you had mentioned about booking. So they're going to be shipping as soon after their wedding as they can so that you can get the best results with what you create. But when it comes to booking, that's extremely important too, because like you said, if you couple or a week before your wedding decide, oh, I want this, that's probably going to be, could be hard to get. I won't say it, you know, it can't, but I'm just saying it's probably going to be hard. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll say, you know, preservationists are just like a florist or a venue, um, you know, and I don't, I don't, please don't, fact check me here, but the last stats I read, there are between three and 4 million weddings a year. I know there's probably between 100 and 200 preservations in the United States. I know there's about two or three of us in Florida and there's only so many bouquets that we can take a weekend. There's only so much, you know, so many supplies and space that I have available, which is why we encourage you. And I encourage you to always understand that one, understand the preservation process, but two, pre-book when you know your date, you know, book ahead so that you have all the information. You're not stressed out the day after trying to find someone to preserve the flowers. You know, we know that March, April and September, October are the busiest months. So if you have a wedding in those dates, book now, do your research Mm -hmm. now, just like you would with any vendor, you know, go in and find that because weddings, there's a lot of weddings this year, next year. And we, I, I hate to say no to anyone. I I hate that. It breaks my heart, but I am also only human can only take a certain amount of bookings every weekend. So, yep. And I mean, 
if you don't know yet and you've already had your date, I we've talked before and you had mentioned just book it with your florist. I think that's a good way to remember it. So if you're booking your florist, book um book your preservationist too. I'll get it right. Yep. <laughs> so um, when we're talking about that process and you're booking with your florist and you know you want your bouquet um, preserved, there are certain flowers that preserve better than others. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. And that's why I, I know I mentioned, you know, understanding the, the preservation process because uh, I, I, I make sure that there's full transparency in the relationship that I have with any couple. And if they already know the types of flowers that they're having, and I'll have a disclaimer here that we've been through um, this year, crazy flower shortage florists. It's been very hard to get certain types of flowers. Sometimes they can't Mm -hmm. guarantee flower types. So there's a lot of times where couples do not even know the types of flowers they are getting until the week before. So there's, there's not a lot of control that goes into that. But I always say, regardless, these are your flowers that you got married with, you should preserve them. But yes, the fact is, is that certain flowers preserve um, in a different way. And I'll give a quick example. White roses. Um, roses are very hardy, but they white roses will turn kind of a light to medium shade of ivory. And I have a lot of those examples on my site and Instagram. Uh, red roses are beautiful. They will dry and preserve a dark, dark red. Um, there are certain colors, pinks usually stay the same, but I'll say like orchids and lilies, they dry, their petals are super, super thin and fragile. And sometimes their petals turn translucent when the resin is poured on them. So it's just something to know as you go into, when you, when you think about, um, you know, the types of bouquets that you're, that you want to get or the flower types. Uh, I have a lot of couples that ask me, you know, what should I get in my bouquet? And I, I will absolutely give my recommendation, um, Anemones are beautiful. They're these um, usually black middle white petals, but they're super thin. And most of the times they don't even make the wedding day. They, they start to brown and wilt like the end of the day. So for them to even make it to me, nine times out of 10, they don't make it. So I always say, if you're going to have them, just know that we might have to get a couple replacements or an artificial bloom because, you know, bless their little hearts. They're, they're just a little dramatic uh, when it comes to staying alive. Yeah. And, and that's a good point. So I would like to say that I know weddings are expensive. I mean, they are what they are, right? It's couples aren't used to spending that big chunk of money. So it can be shocking. And a lot of times couples try to take a DIY route. And I hope by talking to Anne, you are rethinking that if you thought about doing DIY in your, um, floral preservation, because as Anne's been saying, it is quite the process. And Anne, I mean, you've done so many bouquets now. It's crazy. And if you want to kind of get an idea of what Anne has done, you can go to her Instagram and you pretty much have your whole gallery there of everything you've done. Um, Gorgeous. Love it. Big fan. And it gives you an idea that Anne has worked with so many types of flowers. So you are setting that expectation ahead of time, which I love because anytime in any part of the wedding, when vendors set the expectation, it lessens the stress for the couple and it makes the process more enjoyable for them. So that's wonderful. And you definitely want to use an expert on this. This isn't something Anne's got all the supplies. She's got everything. (laughs) She's invested in all of it. So it's a lot. It's a big, it's a big process, but definitely worth it. 
So when we talk about the types of things that you can do, because you'll see on your Instagram a lot of squares and hexagons, but you can do a wide range of different types of uh, preservations, correct? Absolutely. I mean, I have, you know, very small blocks if you just want something that's very minimal or if that's best for your budget um, to the largest blocks of, of, you know, a 12 by 12 size. And then Mm -hmm. I offer a ton of add-on options. I call them add-on or add-on accessories. And those are things like round tea lights to paperweights to bookmarks to spheres to ring holders, jewelry dishes, um, all of the above. So, you know, there's always options. I offer letters, you know, if um, a lot of times you want to get the letter of your new married name. Um, and so we, I offer letters and, you know, um, every letter is available, of course. So yeah, there's there's always tons of options, tons of, tons of different sizes. I work with the best mold makers, uh, and going back to your point about DIY, you know, I could buy molds off of Amazon that are flimsy and don't do well, but I choose to buy the best molds. And the mold makers that we use uh, are phenomenal. And they make so many different varieties and options that I'm always adding to my collection. Always. Mm-hmm. Like every month or two, I'm releasing something new. Um, if I see if a lot of times I get asked, can I do a certain thing? And, and most of the time I don't do customized, but if it's something like adding a picture into a block or adding pearls or a string of pearls or a necklace or a charm into a block, we can absolutely do that. And a lot of times I get asked to do different things or if there's certain sizes available, I'm always willing to work with you. And if it is available, I can certainly get it and we can certainly use it for the preservation. And it's the uh, keepsakes that you just mentioned. So like the pearls, the pictures and all that, they would just ship that with their bouquet, correct? Yep. Or can you get that later? Yeah. And because my my timeline is several months, uh, obviously uh, pictures are not available on the day after your wedding. You know, we know that everyone wants the pictures and, you know, I, 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 I also relate to photographers right now there, there's been so many weddings and they're having to go through the edit, editing process. Mm-hmm. So it might be several months until you get the pictures, but normally that timeline matches up for when we do design based upon my timeline. And, um, I get emailed the pictures. I print them here locally, and then I put them into the design on the layout option so they can see the different options for what the pictures would look like. And that's how we, we include them. We can include pictures. I wait for them. I can get them uh, printed at any time and include them in a design layout. So sometimes couples just trust me to do what I need to do. Other couples want to to work very closely in the process. But to answer your question, yes, we can include mostly anything, pictures, pearls, ribbons. Um, One one bride had me include shark's teeth. Those are very important to her. So all the above. (laughs) So just whatever little tidbit that you have that you want to preserve just talk to Ann and she can definitely work with you on that. And I love the different options that you have, like the tea, uh, tea lights or um, bookmarks. I know that's kind of where you started was with bookmarks, correct? That's correct. That's how it all began. <laughs> <laughs> but those are nice little keepsakes to give to like your, your mother or your mother-in-law so they can have a little tidbit of the wedding as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny, we uh, more than not, people are reading on their Kindles or on their phone but the bookmarks are so popular to give to to cousins and friends or keep because they're they're just 
they're not used much anymore. And I love pressing the flowers, you know, and, and having the, the tassels that match with them. And I show tons of these pictures on my site and Instagram handle, but they're, they're super great gifts to give to your mother, to your aunt, to, to anyone that loves to read. Yeah. And hopefully uh, physical books never go away because there's something about holding a book that a Kindle can't give you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we've gone over a ton and couples can definitely check out your website for more information on everything. Can you let them know again what your website is and how they can contact you? Absolutely. So my website is mindfultreeart.com or my Instagram is mindfultreeart.com. Or you can email me at mindfultreeart at gmail.com. And I typically respond within the business day. But um, send me an email, send me an inquiry, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Anne, for joining us. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Plan Your Central Florida Wedding Podcast. For more Orlando wedding inspiration and tips, head on over to orangeblossombride.com. And if you're looking for amazing wedding pros to help bring your wedding day together, make sure to check out our wedding vendor directory. Until next time, happy planning.